and it's recording. I'm surprised it still knows how to do that. <laughs> I'm surprised we still know how to do this. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. No. So, but um, yeah. Um, let me kick it off. All right. Welcome to a episode of the Reimagining Work podcast. This is episode 39. And uh, wow, looking forward actually. Mm. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, we're not supposed to say that, you know, yeah, as far as internet goes, but uh, it is. It has been a while for us. And uh, it's good to have a, a, a talk with us with a purpose. A talk with a purpose. Mm -hmm. There you go. So, uh, this time around, um, John was talking about teal, and it's something that, that actually I've heard it for the first time when you mentioned it. Okay. And, uh, well, we had a small discussion about it, and I must say, it is a lovely color. It really is. Mm. And uh, much nicer than red, amber, orange, green. And so, what is that? That's not the name of the book, right? It's no, reinventing Re Re organizations. Reinventing organizations yeah. organization by Frederic Laloux. And um, we came to the discussion because it is something that you come across more and more often, where people mm. basically want to be teal. Mm. And um, we were talking about it and uh, came to the conclusion. Uh, and actually, it's not a very difficult conclusion, and we came there almost instantly, that you don't get to be or get to create uh, teal. So maybe could you, um, just for people who are listening and are, are thinking like, what the heck are they talking about? Mm. Uh, can you explain it, teal? Pro probably not, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while. The reason being, it's been a while since I read it. I think I read it when the book first came out, and I kind of, um, I found it a very easy, easy to get involved with sort of book. Um, and I guess it's 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 connected to some other conversations that we've had, which are sort of bigger around this this idea that there are quick fixes, that there are answers, and that's been my take on how a lot of the interactions I have with people. So Teal, he, in my, my so my interpretation of the book is he went and he looked at a number of different organizations, businesses, and saw how they operated and how decisions got made and, and how, how people were at work and how they got on with one another and why they were in business. And he sort of, he, he made this really lovely descriptive, which is the book, of different, I guess he calls it, it's like different levels of, of evolutionary purpose or they've kind of, um, kind of graduated through different levels of evolution, I suppose you might say. I should say that I, I'm no expert on the book. I'm no expert on Teal. Um, it comes, it, this comes out of a conversation that you and I had the other day. Mm -hmm. and, and what is it people are looking for, I guess. And people are looking for, is in some, I go to some events and people are looking for Teal. Because the, the description of a Teal-level organization is so compelling. You know, you read these descriptions of different companies and you look, look at some of the ones that are on the lower, lower levels of, of evolution and you know, they may be overly command and control or hierarchical and people don't have much freedom at work. And and as you kind of go up the level, the different color levels, because he's color-coded the levels, and as you go up the levels, it becomes increasingly 
compelling. You think, oh, I'd quite like to work in a place like that. Well, that sounds interesting. Or that reminds me of a place I used to work at. It was rubbish. That one sounds really good. And you really want to work for a deal organization, which is his highest level, um, which is um, characterized by three key things. So teal level organizations uh, is where you, the wholeness is one of the, the core. Yeah, okay. So it's self-management, wholeness, self-management, and wholeness, evolutionary and purpose. purpose. Yeah. So wholeness, which is um, very, you can broaden out to um, people being themselves. More, more, people are more authentic. Uh, people can bring their full selves to work or however you, you want to phrase that. Um, self-management is kind of self-explanatory is that decisions that go on in the organization happen between the people who work in the organization. So a decision that affects, if you and I were working together in a team, decisions that required decisions that were going to impact on how we worked. Well, we took those decisions because the decisions were going to affect us. So Mm -hmm. we, we very much managed our workflows and our workload and made, you know, far more decisions than you might find in a lower level uh, organization where there's strict hierarchies of command and control and higher evolutionary purpose. Again, I suppose self-explanatory is where people are working towards something higher than just profit or making a buck or whatever, if you know what I mean. Like there's a re- there's a purpose that the organization exists. Um, one that just springs to mind. I'm thinking of an old client of mine. They, they worked in, um, uh, running it, managing a cemetery. And, and part of the work that, that as it was, we were kind of going through the process was what is the purpose? And when they kind of came to our purpose is to companion and be alongside families who are grieving, that really injected some significant energy into the work that they did because they could see it wasn't just digging holes and lowering bodies into them. It was, it was a, a purpose to, you know, that was higher than just the operational aspects of their work. So have, having a higher evolutionary purpose is another aspect of a teal organization. So you read this and you go, well, this is great. I would love to work for a place where I can be myself, I can make decisions, and that I'm working to something significant. I'm making a difference in the world. That why, Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want that? Exactly. So and, and I, was, I, I have a, a, um, uh, the evolutionary breakthroughs in human collaboration image in front of me, which is mm. from the book. And mm-hmm. just to, to put a little context on this, because, yes, if, if you read about Teal, you go like, ah, that's, I mean, why aren't we all doing that? So, and, and then you have all the different Good um, question. levels of uh, uh, organizational, um, well, evolution, if you, mm. if you want, where it starts with red. And you don't want to be there because that's like the current examples for that are organized crime, street gangs, tribal militia. So mm. it's, it's an extremely hard and uh, it's called wolf pack and uh, mm. the guiding metaphor. And it's something that... Uh, usually you don't find in the workplace. Mm. The second one is Amber. Uh, the guiding metaphor for that is army. So you're talking about a very strict command and control structure, Catholic church, military, a lot of gov- uh, government organizations are like that. Mm. Police departments. Bureaucracies are good at that, yeah. And um, so that you're still uh, not really in a place where you, uh, as an individual, would be very comfortable, I guess. Uh, then you get to Orange, and I'm betting that's like the the vast majority of uh, yeah. of companies. And um, here we're talking about multinational companies, investment banks, charter schools. I don't know, are they like private schools or something? Charter I schools. I think so. I think so. 
and uh, so there's uh, yeah what is it the description of that is goal goal is to beat competition achieve profit and growth management by objective command and control over what freedom over how uh, so there's still uh, you know a strict hierarchical Mm. Uh, structure uh, but there's a fair chance that within that there is some lenience towards you know how you arrange be, your desk would, there, those kind there, of yeah there would be a bit more kind of autonomy around that yeah. so how treat people sort of stuff yeah. than you would find in the wolf pack sort of yeah. thing absolutely yeah. so then you get to green and green is probably uh, for many companies who actually want to strive towards uh, some form of uh, utopian uh, uh, working environment is green would probably be the highest that you can achieve with uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the current mindset that we have I think uh. um, by uh, leading and uh, leading by example and all those mm. kind of things so and this is the uh, the family level so to speak so there's empowerment oh this is a difficult word egalitarian management you mm. I, I don't know what that is and stakeholder model so um yeah well, egalitarian, egalitarian is a there's a greater sense of e e e equality ah okay yes so people people maybe be consulted about decisions mm. you know you think about egalitarian societies it's the ones that are uh where equality is 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 a value so there's more like uh People are more involved in the company. Uh, you can yeah. assume there's there's a more fair system of payment. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, and well, they call it like Ben and Jerry's, uh, Starbucks, Apple. So, so we yeah. know that those are companies which are more in line with uh, a more social approach yeah. to, uh, to yeah. running a company. And then you have teal, and so anybody going like, oh, I'm starting a company and I want to be teal. And you go like, yeah, well, you know, that's not easy because you cannot just just jump. Just be too. I, and I guess this is this is where we were um, in, in the conversation that you and I are having. This is the bit where you know, uh, Grumpy John kind of goes, yeah, but, um, <laughs> but for the reasons that you're just saying, like you can't just go, I'm going to do this, um, and I and it, and it comes out of. Um, Having when I read the book and I'd go to a number of events and some of them were around teal, like how can we become teal? Um, I was I was a little perplexed as to why this was even a question, um, because I'm not sure that you can just say I'm going to start a company and I'm going to do it teal. No, you cannot. Um, maybe, and I'm you know willing to be proven wrong, so please feel free to tweet me. But I. I'm not convinced that – see, I think this is related to this thing that you and I have mentioned many times about this part of our sickness is that we want the quick fix. We, we know that things aren't right in so many aspects of our lives. We think that they don't feel right. That things feel like they're broken in some sense. Work doesn't feel like it's working for all of us. Um, so we want something to be different. And so we, we pick it up. We pick up this book, which – and this is, this is the big thing for me is I, I read this book as a descriptive that he was looking at companies and describing things and, and finding, you know, and he found some neat categories and color coded them. This is not a prescriptive. This is not a recipe book no. is how I viewed it. And, and I think this is the thing that I've noticed in so many of my conversations is that people have, have taken this up, up as a, 
as a recipe book. And I'm not entirely sure, just from the interviews with Lalu that I've read, that he's that comfortable with that idea either. Because it goes against one of the principles, really, of self-management, doesn't it? And, and wholeness, you know, bring yourself, think. Think, reflect, bring yourself. What is it that you want to create? It's, it's, it's absolutely counterintuitive. It's uh, counterintuitive yeah. for me in terms of the thing that he's, he's sort of trying to describe. And I guess, I guess my thing is if this, if this podcast you know, sort of gets people a little riled up because they're big fans of Teal, well, that's, that's great. I guess my only thing is think. You know, think, about, think about the book and think about the purpose of the book. Um, it's certainly to point, you know, to shine a light on a way of things could be better. But again, the other thing that I noticed as I was reading is it described a place that I used to work years and years ago before this was even a thing. So it's not as if he's invented this. He's not invented Teal. He's made the descriptions of organizations that work in particular ways. So I was reading this going, yeah, there must be other places like that. But I know that place, the place I worked at was rare. Well, the, the, but but if you read the uh, the examples and the uh, the, the mm. description, then you do mm. realize that mm. yes, it is. Re- I mean, he talks about as as far as current examples go, a few mm. pioneering organizations. Mm. Uh, I mean, there are not many. Uh, no. there are there are pioneering uh, uh, organizations. I know, like for instance, SpaceX for one. Uh, mm. I mean, it's absolutely pioneering. It's breaking the mold on pretty much mm. everything. Sure, but it doesn't break the mold on command and control. No, you know, because it's strict and it's hierarchical, mm. and mm. Uh, if you do not comply, you're out. Mm. And uh, it's a harsh environment. And if mm. you if you are not up to the task of working there, then you won't survive. And it's. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe it, it in some uh, 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 perspectives it does lean towards you know there's a lot of self management. You're getting a task sure. and you need to do the task. I don't mm. care how you do it, just just, just do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where there's a certain level of maturity, um, but it doesn't run through the whole company. And mm. uh, so. Yeah, I guess that's a good word, maturity. I think that's the other thing that it felt like organizations as I was reading, but also mostly as I was reading, as I say, I was reflecting on where, this, where I used to work years ago, that there was, it was a mature organization in the sense that e- each individual that worked there had developed a level of maturity. Exactly. But it wasn't just the individuals. It was the, the way that everyone interacted that was also very mature. And it wasn't until I left, a couple, well, a couple of years after I left that I'd look back and then I was you know, starting to go into organizations to do con- this consulting stuff. And I'd go, I didn't realize, I didn't know. I just didn't know. Mm. I mean, I, I had never, I had never been in the corporate world at that stage. Um, and I just, and I was taking, you know, stepping foot in these places going, I just thought that's how people worked. <laughs> <laughs> Realizing that it was, and now when I look back and you use the word pioneer, I go, I, in some senses we were, but we, we, but we weren't doing this to, be exemplars of how you might organize work. We're doing this because we had a purpose. Exactly. And it, and it takes a certain kind of, of people. Work. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it takes a certain kind of people. But again, I think back to some of the stuff we've had conversations around soft skills. It takes a certain kind of people, but you don't have to be fully cooked, if you see what I mean. So I was relatively inexperienced when I joined. Yes. 
that, that if I look back on myself, that you know, the man that I was when I was in my early 30s, what I did have, I wasn't cooked. I wasn't, you know, ready to come out of the oven, but I did have curiosity. Mm-hmm. I know that. Well, you, you had a certain mindset. And I think these are the things that are required to, 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 to set yourself on the path of being teal. I think the other thing is like, you know, I get teal is a nice shorthand. I, we want to be an organization that's self-managed, that has a higher purpose and you know, we can be ourselves. So I like the shorthandness of it. I guess I just get concerned with that is the goal itself. We want to, like you said at the beginning, that's, that I've actually heard those words. I'm starting a business and I want to do it teal as if teal is the goal rather than your higher evolutionary purpose is your goal or, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and somebody questioned me once recently on this and said, Oh, where teal was coming from, where it came from, because, you know, it's, everything stands on the shoulders of everything else. And, and, uh, I so said, I thought teal came from something, something. And I said, I thought it came out of just people working well together and doing good jobs. Cause that was my experience with this place that I used to work. We mm-hmm. got on with one another and we were focused on just doing a good job. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, we were highly self-managed. We, you know, you couldn't actually do this work unless you had um, a high, you know, a good degree of bringing yourself and being, you know, hold that wholeness thing. And actually, the work we did was pretty horrible, ugly stuff. And we needed to be reminded. We need to remind ourselves that there's a higher purpose here. A bit like the funeral directors. It's not just digging holes. Your higher purpose is so important. Exactly. And if you uh, enter the corporate world with a certain mindset, which is currently being uh, uh, formed by social media and uh, the commercials, uh, you know, the, the mm. want for gadgets, uh, the great importance that uh, the computer electronics, blah, 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 yeah. Las Vegas has, yeah. the impact yeah. it has on the news, you go like, yeah, yeah, but there's more to the world than just that. And then you have people like that coming into your company and you as a CEO of that company mm. has the mindset that I want to be teal. Mm. So the first thing you t- say to those people, look, uh, this is a teal organization and we require self-management, wholeness and evolutionary purpose from you. Mm. Okay. Now. Now. And we want <laughs> it now. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't comply, you're out. Yeah. And... But that's a little bit the mindset that people have is that, first of all, we want things now. We want it mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, we want instant gratification. I mm. actually wrote that down. Uh, and, uh, and and run towards quick fixes because we want to satisfy the people around us as mm. almost instantly. Mm. And we forget that uh, it, it takes... Uh, time to require the skills and uh, the mindset to actually be um, teal <laughs> it then and then in, and then underlying that it takes the patience the equanimity the confidence the stickability in order to acquire those skills in order to become teal you know it's, exactly it's so basic, i think the, the list will be basic human things yeah exactly that we we hopefully are getting in our very young years you know just before we press record you were talking about disappointments how there's you know the whole kind of x factor world if i want to be a i want to be a pop star i want to be it now and you don't learn what you what you do is you get disappointed because the x factor doesn't make your dream come true and then you decide like you said i'm never picking up another guitar that was a bad experience but what you also do need to learn on the on the road is how do i deal with disappointment what do i do when i've been kicked off the horse 
how do I get back on? You know, when hopefully when we're younger, we we're, we've been given encouragement by our parents, by our caregivers to get off, to get back up mm-hmm. on the horse. You know, mm-hmm. we these are really important human lessons. You know, how do I deal with disappointment? Do I just pick up the ball and go home saying I'm not playing anymore? How do I deal with the fact that I'm not going to get it right now? So gratification delay is so hard in a world that just, has, you know, allures you with this promise of you can have it now, you can have it quick. Amazon Prime, get it now, get it delivered in five minutes. A drone will be at your doorstep in five minutes with, you know, I think, well, I mean, it's handy. It's all lovely. Uh, sure. I but guess you, but the, you have to be able to, to, to put everything in perspective. Old, yeah, grumpy old John in the back of my head goes, I don't actually like the fact that you've just knocked on my door with that package. I only I only ordered it yesterday. You know, it's. I want it's I want a, to grow some anticipation. It's, it's know, a little it's, it's a little game I play in my head. I did, anticipation. I mean, that's part of the joy, really. I I look forward to, for example, if I'm going to travel, I look forward to the period of anticipation as well. I, I enjoy I looking the travel forward. itself. I mean, and the travel itself is good, but that you know, period I of weeks, a, a month. A little a little example that. Um, about the responsibility and getting back on and dealing with disappointment yeah. and those kind of things is that uh, Frozen, the movie Frozen, the Disney, mm-hmm. was on Netflix in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. But it was for a limited time. I mean, they buy the rights to put it on Netflix for uh, you know three months, six months, whatever, a year okay. maybe. Okay. And then it, it, got, it, it, you know, because it, it's, it's a lot of money. So they stopped doing that. And they got so many complaints of parents that mm. Netflix wasn't available anymore because the children obviously watch it over and over and over again. Uh, Frozen wasn't available anymore on Netflix. Uh, and they, you know, the kids watch it over and over again. That's why you buy DVDs so you can okay. hit repeat and keep going. Okay. So, But Netflix took it off. And there were actually tweets and messages from parents how am I going to tell my child? How am I going to explain to my child that Frozen isn't available on Netflix anymore? Good and question. I was like, oh, really? And mm. I'm doing a facepalm for people who are listening. Really? <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's your kid. Deal with it. Mm. You know, second of all, it's a disappointment. Tell your kid it's just no longer available. You know, mm. and if and if that child would go into some sort of uh, rent or a rampage or whatever you want to call it, then uh, as a parent, you obviously already have failed, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, you know, those That's kind of a things. Core, it's, a, it's a core question. How can I help my child deal with disappointment that Frozen is not on? Generalize it. How can I help my child deal with disappointment? Well, that's a really important question for parents to find out, because that's part of the job, I reckon. Absolutely part of the job. How do I help this child? Because when the child grows up, they are going to have to learn to deal with disappointment. Welcome to the world that you and I are living in. I mean, but, but isn't that something that that's inherently being? That's what's what. That's what you do as a parent. That's exactly right. What you do as a parent. So the thing that you and I say many times is, "Don't look outward. Look inward." So the answer to the question will be there, and it's it's heartbreaking if your child's disappointed. It's heartbreaking. If, you know, but on, that's on, what they try to avoid because it's difficult to do. So it's yeah. something that we avoid doing, yeah. and uh, as a consequence, we we lack uh, skills uh, yeah. to actually teach our children that. But worse than that, we don't teach our children that. Yes, exactly. So yeah. instead of telling them, "Sorry, but no frozen tonight," 
mm. it just isn't there anymore. So mm. I can explain the logistics if you want, but this is yeah. what it is. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. You know, and instead of doing that, they probably the same day mm. run to the store and buy DVD in order to avoid the disappointment in the child. Avoid the lesson, avoid the hard lesson. Exactly. Yeah. So they don't have to go through teaching the lesson, but mm. the kid doesn't learn. Mm. So when that child comes to school or whatever, it expects that it gets what it wants. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time that happens, and then you get to a point where you get to be an adult, and then you get to work, and then you expect to get what it is that you want. Instant gratification. Yeah. Uh, I want to be meaningful. I, I, this is what I want, and give it to me. Because everybody mm. has always told me that you can get it, Mm. and then it turns out that you can't mm. Mm. that's interesting everything that you're describing they, they've kind of been sort of core components of some of the, the the therapy programs that i've done with with adolescents who have had you know, some serious difficulties in their lives but some of it's about how do they keep how do they get up and keep going and wait for it and you know you don't, you're not going to have it right now and and you know when they come through that process um, they seem to be more kind of equipped for dealing with the modern world or re real life. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a problem because um, parents don't want to deal with it. School mm. certainly doesn't want to deal with it. And then they get into the corporate world and then that burden effectively falls to middle management. And they have to teach people... <laughs> Things that that they should have learned like so twenty years a, ago or fifteen years. So here's ago. here's a, here's an interesting um, idea. Then this this idea of teal. I mean, I get the whole thing. We all want we all want the answer. We all want things to be better. We want it now, if possible, because it makes life easier. Um, sure. If if teal if teal provides this sort of um, well, it's it's given some names to some things that help you to provide the 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 context or the environment or the stage upon which people can maybe learn some of those things because i think when you know how do i get to teal the first thing that pops into my head which i don't say is um you know just do do it like get to work and make lots of mistakes and fail and keep going and i think if if, if people experiment with you know how can we become teal how can we become one of these higher evolved places where we can be ourselves. I think what's going to be required is people have fights with one another, you know, because I get to be myself, I get to be my whole self, you get to be your whole self. What happens when we clash? We might skirt around it for a while. Eventually, we're going to have to have a conflict. And we learn by trying it out how we have conflict. How can we keep a good relationship? Maybe this is a place where some of that stuff might start happening, where people can learn. They didn't get it from parents. They didn't get it from schools. Maybe at this, at this, this new startup that they're starting up. They can practice conflict resolution skills and patience with other human beings and patience with themselves through bitter experience, like, yeah, the, rest well, exactly. us, like the rest of us have had to fall off the horse and get back on. But, you know, maybe this is, this is an exciting thing that at least Lalu has given some names to some things, really simple and easy to grasp names for things, three yeah. concepts that you can see as your guiding light that... Yeah. Once you get involved in doing your work and having fights and resolving fights and negotiating with one another at work, maybe a little bit like my experience, 
you know, you look back and you go, hey, we did it. We stopped trying to do it because we just got on with our work and got on with how do we stop being twats to one another. But we did it in the end. You know, if we, this is the thing. If we stop looking at the Holy Grail as the answer, but we look at our work as the thing through which we can express or learn or improve ourselves or whatever. Maybe there's, maybe there's an exciting angle to that. Well, it's always been that way. I mean, the journey has always been the, the valuable bit. Uh, the destination never was, mm. uh, even if you take it very literally with traveling. I mm. mean, it's during the actual journey to get there is where you learn uh, the patience. Uh, you 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 you're forced to enjoy whatever it is that you need to enjoy because you just. And I'm not talking about being on a plane for an hour in order to get to uh, uh, to the south of France or something. No, uh, I mean I'm talking about literally moving from country to country and and with a backpack and taking the time to to uh to travel basically yeah and, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah and, and it it kind of goes to um uh the problem with being uh, wanting to be teal is mm. that um, the people that you will get into your startup, and this is also from personal experience, uh, they are not always capable of mm. of being teal or or you know having that self well, one of the one of the things those kind of things. One one of the things I recall from the book is that they, it, it encourages organizations to have like external coaches or supervisors or. Yeah you know, like the elders or the whatever yeah. you want to call it, who come in and, and offer uh, sessions where people can come and just learn how to be with one another, which reminds me of team supervision mm. back year, in years years ago for me. So I think that's a really useful thing. Like I think you can, you know, I don't think it's saying we, we're just going to do this on our own. I think it is saying let's no. use mentors, let's use, let's use outside eyes to help us look at yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, I can remember people kind of coming in and sort of going, God, you guys work so well together, and you get on so well. How do you do it? And and it's like, well, I don't know. But I could have given them the long answer and said, I'm I'm sorry, but it's terribly boring how we did it. We just got on and did it, and we, you know, spent you know a day working together, and then we spent the next day working together, and then the next day working. <laughs> and little by little, you develop these things like <laughs> developing any capability. It was all terribly boring, but. For an outsider coming in, it just looked like a, you know, looked teal, and you go, "My God, I just, I would love to do this." There was no quick fix. There really wasn't. No, I think what you're uh, talking about, you know, time taking the time as well, reminds me of something I read about time, like this, this, this quick fix stuff. We want the holy grail. We want it now. There's an increase of um, anxiety. People coming to psychotherapists and counselors to deal with anxiety problems, <clears throat> and um, so there's a lot of stuff being written about it. And one of the things is saying just you just need to learn how to slow down. Like literally just slow everything down. Shut do shut devices off and just learn how to live a life which is in pace with your natural rhythms. Because you're sort of racing ahead of yourself. And I just I keep going back to that. Breathe, slow down, slow down, breathe, breathe, slow down, slow down, breathe. It's kind of that really. Yeah. It sounds it sounds a bit dumb and yeah. a bit sort of hippie-ish, but well, I mean, I don't think it really. I really don't think it does. I mean, 
what I'm afraid of is that when you say those kind of things, people always go like, oh, so I shouldn't use my cell phone. I shouldn't use the computer and I shouldn't do this and shouldn't yeah. do that. No, you can use all those things. Don't yeah. worry about it. The tools that yeah. we have nowadays are amazing. They're absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic and we mm. should use them. But in moderation, mm. you mm. know, especially with social media, I mean, it's not a problem to be on Facebook, but don't be there the whole day waiting desperately for somebody to like whatever it is that you posted. And I fall in that but, trap too. I post things on Facebook and I think, and oh, nobody's reacting. That's odd. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you tap the screen going, hello, is it working? Hello, is it, is it working? <laughs> Are we there? But, it's, uh, but it happens. And, and uh, luckily I, I have the... Uh, the disposition that I can go like, you know, oh, whatever, or I don't give up. And mm. um, uh, you got, you've got, you've got a good home life, and you've got dogs and cats and chickens. I, I, I have my distractions. You know, yeah. Real cool things to engage yourself with as well. Yeah, exactly. Which so many people, they, you know, we've we've pushed a lot of that stuff out, and our still, devices are I mean, our still, lives. I mean, still, everybody makes the decisions for themselves, right? I mean, you don't have to live in your cell phone and. Uh, you can no, but that, that's okay. Let me repeat, reflect something back that you just said previously. You said that leads to people going, "Oh, you're telling me I shouldn't use my devices." Again, that that's again a symptom of the same thing. I'm not telling you anything. I'm not telling you <laughs> exactly. to do or not do anything apart from breathe. Yeah. Because they, and then they kind of extrapolate. It's like it's the thing of you know from Life of Brian, which my mind just keeps going to more and more. Uh, you know, you are all individuals. Yes, we are all individuals. That the point. The point is, you work it out. You know, I've just I've been I've been working with a person recently, and it's been nine months. And at the beginning of my time, it would be I'd ask a question. How, so, how do you feel about that? And instantly, the response is, "Well, I think," and it would be lots of thoughts. And it took about six months until this person would say, "I don't know." Okay, well, they've stopped saying, well, I think, and they've started to say, I don't know. They don't know how they feel. And I believed them. I believe they didn't actually know. And so we would spend a bit of time saying, well, tune into your body. Again, it's a bit sort of, you know, hippie-ish, but tune into your body. What do you notice? I don't know. And it's these points when they go, I don't know. I'd say, well, I know you don't know, but you're very quick with your I don't know. So I'll ask you the question again, because I suspect it's a question that you actually don't know the answer to. And they nodded their head. I went, great. Here's a chance to look in inward. How do you feel? And resist the urge to, to leap with, I don't know. And there would be silence and evident reflectiveness. And they'd go, um, scared, I think. Okay, well, so it was really interesting how long it took to go from how do you feel and lots of thoughts to how do you feel scared, I think. But that first bit of getting to, I don't know how I feel, can be, can be shocking for some people. When they, and I've, I've, I've had that. People go, I don't actually know how I feel. Well, there's a good starting point, I reckon. So mm -hmm. you're telling me I should put my device down? I'm not telling you anything. I'm asking you. You go inside. You know? the, answer is, the answer is with you. It really is. It's very cliche, but it's so true. Leads me to another one where I read the story about a guy who had uh, an iPhone. Other brands are available. Other brands are available. And um, with the notifications on, of course. 
and you know getting notifications and going pling and pling and pling and pling and pling and he was getting more and more anxious and um, so <laughs> uh, but he didn't know why right i mean that's it's uh, it creeps up on you so right. you yeah, ask, yeah, why are you anxious no idea or I, I don't know am i anxious i don't know and at, at some point he got a uh, an apple watch uh, other brands are available, but not necessarily in conjunction with an iPhone. So whatever. And but what it does, it has this tactic feedback. Yeah. So it uh, it actually taps your wrist, going tick, 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 uh, to let you know if there's a message or anything. Oh, physically taps on your. Yeah, you can right. put it on audio, so it it goes bling. But it actually that would, be, goes, that would be right down the toilet if I ever got one of those as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I'm not waiting for one either. <laughs> and, um, but it also does that to uh, go like, you've been sitting down too long. You need to stand up. Oh. And go like, tuck, 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 tuck. Uh, it's time for you to breathe. You know? And so he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was getting all of those notifications and actually was led to believe that it would make his life easier. You know, he didn't need to take his his iPhone out to check messages or whatever. He would get them right on his wrist, so it would be easier to check and to see and, and you know deal with it quicker and get it out of the way. And he actually ran up to a point where he had panic attacks and all those kind of things, mm -hmm. and uh, went to see his physician. And uh, and he said, "What's that on your wrist?" Oh, that's my Apple Watch, and this is blah, 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 blah. and uh, so his physician told him, "Like, dude, take it off, mm. put it away, mm. take it off, mm. slow down, take a breath. Mm. There's mm. nothing wrong with you, but you're mm. being anxious as hell just mm. because that thing is continuously demanding your attention." Mm -hmm. And um, I think many, many, many people uh, fall victim to that. And they don't know that it's happening. That's the, I think the, the that's the problem. that's the dangerous side of that stuff. Yeah. When I'm when I see people, then I, I it's, life has got to that point, and I think, well, they would they they're probably not yet aware of when it started. No. And I ask people, you know, do you know what the trigger or when? And they tend not to know, because it is so imperceptible. It's the drip drip daily, yeah. you know, an extra thing. So I I I did that thing of I mean notifications I became aware that their default was that things were just on for a lot of my things mm -hmm. so I I went through ages ago and just turned them all off the only one I have on is texts telephone which rings anyway um, and I leave notifications for Twitter on because that's how you and I communicate <laughs> <laughs> everything else is off and I keep getting these little things would you like to turn on push notifications and I just think why would I want to do that? Why? You even have them on websites now where you can, yeah, where they, I don't know how to do it, but they leave a cookie or something. Would you like to turn on notifications for this website? And go like, no, mm. no, hell no. Mm -mm. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I wouldn't no, want no. to do that. No, exactly. So it's, uh, yeah, it's something. It is definitely it something. There's another. There's another thing. Like we have now, we have all of these things, which which are crazy making, you know, these devices and notifications, and so it feels as if our lives are somehow we're un, we're on un, you know 
under more demands than we ever used to be. I think we've just allowed things in and not been gatekeepers to our own lives and said, I'm not going to allow those, those notifications. Um, and so we're unfamiliar with being with ourselves. You know that slow down and breathe? Slow down and breathe. So many folks seem to be uncomfortable in their own company. And I'm not talking about the epidemic of loneliness. That's something different. But aloneness, people have lost, it feels like in some in some conversations I have, that they've lost the art of being alone. Um, you know, there's the, we all have we all have them, but manic defense. You know, we at the risk of being in a room and finding myself, I'm going to pick up a book, or I'm going to play with my phone, or um, I'm going to you know you know rather than just be or breathe. And again, it comes back to that: what what do I need in order to be? in a place where we're working teal? Well, I have to know myself. When am I ever going to get to meet myself if I'm filling up my life with these, this sort of menu of manic defenses? And I, I, I have, um, yeah, I have this, um, this, this slew of clients who, some of whom have this idea that when, you've, when we've talked about a so-called problem, we can tick it off the list and we can move on to the next one. What's next? And I, and I just think what's well, going to be a while until they realize that everything in their being is connected to everything else. We will probably revisit your childhood. <laughs> we cannot say that because we spoke about it in this session, this 50 minute session that we're never going to speak of it again. It will come back. But that's, that's the kind of thing like next I've done that. What's next? What's the problem? Next problem I can yeah, solve. Get on with it. And I just think, okay, well maybe I need to um, share this idea of manic defense. So that we can begin to look at ourselves and going, do I do that? Do I fill my my life so I can avoid meeting myself? I think a lot of, I mean, we all do. Well, we were continuously told by everything and everybody and everywhere that we're not worthy, we're not happy, we're not beautiful. Uh, mm. You know, mm. we need mm. this, we need that, and otherwise mm. we're not going to be happy. And mm. and it's mm. it's, I mean, sex and happiness is what drives most commercials, and, mm. Mm -hmm. and not just that, but there's so many so many movies mm. that also dr drive on that you know and mm. they show you continuously the the image of how people should be mm. and uh, most people aren't and mm. will never be and mm. until you find a way to be satisfied with yourself you know. but back in you know when you and i were growing up it was one way we had adverts telling us this and we sort of internalized it. We swallowed some of it and said, Oh, well I have to wear that brand of underwear or use this brand of aftershave if I'm going to be at ultra attractive. But now it's two way. So now we, you know, we edit our lives and we show only the best of ourselves yeah, on, on Instagram. True. I'm just going to show you these, these, these amazing things that I do and that I read and that I cook and that I, you know who who's going to put the boring stuff of their lives on Instagram? Mm. Mm. I haven't seen it yet, really. Mm. I'm I'm just as guilty, you know. But it's so it's a two way thing. Now we're not just swallowing this, but we're telling everybody, I'm like that. I'm great. I I really am. And and I've just I've, I post things on Instagram now, and I read things on, with my tongue firmly in my cheek, going, "This is a good Instagram." But it's a, good Insta <laughs> it's a good Instagram, but it's not a good depiction of me as a person. No, 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 no. But can you imagine that if you live that life and uh, you that's your perception of yourself and mm -hmm. 
and all those kind of things that we just talked about. And um, then we realize, and then we come to a company where they're saying, look, this is how we work here. Yeah. You know, uh, we need you to be you know, self-aware. We need whole, you to be whole. Yeah. And, you know, self-managing. And yeah. uh, so, you know, you need to take responsibility for everything that you do yeah. uh, as an adult. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, we need you to be in touch with your your soft skills and all those yeah. kind of things. And I don't know how what kind of percentages we're talking about, but I'm, I'm fearing it, it's, it's quite a high uh, percentage of people would not know how to do that mm, mm. they wouldn't know how they would be capable of it you know mm. with proper guidance with uh, 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 the, the support of a, of a program and you know uh, consulting and a uh, culture and a culture that really clearly well that's that's I mean that's the assumption supports, right so it's, it's a company things. with yeah. the correct culture so uh, you mm. come in and you um, you know, in, into a company where the culture already exists. So, yeah. and we know, you know, as uh, as a company that when you come in, we know you cannot adapt to our company culture instantly because it's it's just not the modern way for people to be. So it, it's, it's something that you need it's to It's a leap. Teach. Absolutely. It's a leap. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but that goes back to where people go like, I want to be teal. You know, it's well. First of all, when you say that, well, I want to be happy, but we can't have everything. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So no, happiness you know? is uh, is something that when you, when you need to say I want to be happy and I am happy, then usually you're you're not, and you and it would never be obtainable because it's it's something that just happens to you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like to focus on that is the goal. If happiness is your goal, you're never gonna get it. Yeah, so, that's what I mean. Like you are based on on what, and it's that thing of. You know, you look back at, you know, at 50, at 60, at 70, you look back, I've had a happy, happy life. You know, I can look back and say, generally, I've had a, I've had a, I had a very benevolent childhood and I've had a happy life, generally. You know, but it hasn't been my goal, you know, no. if you see what I mean. No, like, exactly. that's why I think we need to be very careful with, I, I want to be teal. Exactly, because if that's going to be your sole objective, if you're going to focus everything on that, you're never going to reach it. Mm, mm. And uh, it's not a physical journey where you can go like, you know, my goal is to start walking and tomorrow I'm going to be there. Well, that's mm. achievable. You know, you're not 100% sure because you never know what's going to happen in between. Mm. But, you know, it's obtainable. But with being teal, uh, it is, uh, I think it's quite elusive. Uh, and... It's something that you can strive for for a long time and never really feel that you got it. And then looking back on it, like after mm. your retirement or something, you're like, you mm. know, actually, we came pretty damn close. Mm. But it's extremely difficult to uh, to set it as a goal. And you cannot give a fresh employee a manual going, look, this is the manual for us to become teal and deal with it. That's not how it works. It'll never work that way yeah that, and that's interesting you say that because it it was just the way that things worked at this place and it took me a year till i actually started to wake up and go oh th this is this is just how things get done here you know i had some assumptions in my head about what our boss did and where decisions got made and all those sorts of things because we all get that sort of education and schooling 
and I'd had it in previous jobs that were pretty horrible. Um, and it took a year for me to actually open my eyes going, oh, I see, this is, this is genuine. This mm. is not just some sort of faddish thing, but it was never the focus of any conversation. Mm. It took a while for me to absorb the culture. Exactly. And, and, it's, and it's interesting because some, some years after I left, there was a serious change. And this is where this whole Teal stuff, some of the stuff of how do we get to Teal, you know, they say it requires the buy-in of the senior leadership and things like that. And I, I'm still kind of pondering on that one, but the converse was absolutely true from this experience. So the, the senior leadership changed some years after I left and it just completely wiped out the culture to where is the last I heard no longer self-managing that people are very careful about who they bring to work of themselves. Mm -hmm. that, that authenticity stuff is, mm -hmm. has largely vanished. Um, and higher purpose uh, became meeting targets and complying to rules and regulations. Well, there you go. And it, and it stopped being the place that everyone wanted to work because mm -hmm. we had people knocking on the door saying, can I come and work here? Yeah. And, and it, it stopped and it started to be the place that people wanted to leave. And so, so you, and you, was, you, you fall back to orange, right? It's not just like one was, level, but it's like two yeah. steps back. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a shift in the senior leadership. Mm. Yeah. That makes perfect sense that it can yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a del that. delicate thing. Yeah, it's a delicate thing, and goes to show that it's it's definitely about culture, uh, leadership, mentality. Uh, mm. There are so many many um, uh, factors that 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 determine uh, what it is. I mean, it's nice that he puts it in like a small scale and with a couple of lines of you know, but there's so sure. much involved in actually becoming that. And for me, I mean, I would love that. I mean, I love to be, you know, if, if society was like that. And uh, and that's also mm. another thing. I mean, a teal organization does not reflect society. Mm. Not even close. And mm. that's what, sorry, that's what also makes it so very difficult to obtain. Mm. It's not the norm, that's right. It's not no, no, no. It's, 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 it's way beyond the norm. Mm. And that um, that's why it, it's it's such a shift from uh, mm. what we know and what we want to be, and that's why when people say I want to be teal, then well, mm. okay, I admire that, but take a good look around and mm. and are you really up for it? That sort uh, of thing. Yeah. Are you really up for the hard work that's going to be yeah. required? Yeah. So that in five years' time, you might revisit the conversation and say. Have we got to this teal thing? You know, we spent five years not focusing on it. We just got on with doing our work and learning how to relate better with one another, etc. Again, it's that you can't make it your goal, but it could be a thing after five years or three years or whatever of hard work. You look back and go, "Have we got? We got it." But again, my reservation comes with why using somebody else's external measure. <laughs> why not say look by all by all measure this because we didn't have this book when we were working we just would say we're getting on okay yeah we're dealing with our problems uh, we're achieving some good work with our clients yeah we are look at the changes that people are making look at the difference that we've made um we're um we're feeling that people are autonomous and free and that they're fulfilled at work well yeah i feel you know so they were the kind of but we never we never actually had those no, but you're talking about people having an original thought. 
Yeah. And with the extremely amount, uh, large amount of content being generated, yes. uh, people, they regurgitate. They don't have, I mean, the news now is what somebody tweets. So it's not investigative journalism or anything sensible. It's just he tweeted this and he tweeted that and that's the news if i if i is um use, I, i'm watching the news on television much much less but if i happen to be watching it and something comes on that i just like what was it the other day um um the the death of a celebrity or um it was or the announcement of a new television program or something like that i will tweet the news that I'm watching, say not news, with a link to the thing that they have, have claimed is news, or on their breaking news tweet, you know, Twitter feed. I'll just tweet back, not news. I, you know, I'm sorry. The fact that Great British Bake Off has moved to Channel Four is not news. No, it's something. It's that trivia. It is. <laughs> but that, that's on the news. That would be on the news. I'd go. How is this? How is this adding to? our information about the world and the planet and the state of the planet. Well, there you go. Well, today, in the, there's, there's a thing I noticed today. Uh, under the life section of The Guardian, there's an article about how do, you, how do you tuck in your shirt? Fashion. Do you tuck it in at the front or at the back or just on one side? Or, and there was this huge article about tucking your shirt under the life section. That has nothing to do with life, to my no, mind. No, very, very, the article, very little. The article immediately above it, on the online edition, was an article about life. It's about uh, the Bay of Bengal has been overfished. It's one of the most heavily populated places on the planet. There is little fish. There are other species that have been caught up in nets that are being driven to extinction. And that this has to stop. This was an article about life but it wasn't in the life section. The articles in the life section were about nothing to do with, I just thought this is just upside down, not news, not news, that's news, nothing's happening about it because it takes place in the environment, which is separate from us. <laughs> you know? True. But it goes to show the, the priority of uh, what people think is important. And um, uh, so what they're focusing on and all those kind of things. And it, it, puts everything in a very skewed perspective yeah and it, it happens more and more and more and it 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 diverts our attention from what we really should be worrying about i reckon and yeah. um uh and i think that's also something that goes back to uh, dealing with your job or at work yeah. and those kind of things where we 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 want to be meaningful or something instead mm. of just try to do your job as as good as possible, you know, or something, or you know, be nice to the guy at the other desk, or well, know, how can I help someone solve a problem that they're having, or any of that stuff that yeah. could make up, we could make up a really yeah. satisfying work day. Yeah. Because if, if as soon as we we consider how to tuck our shirts mm. as being one of the more important things that we need to worry about. Yeah. then we really have something to worry about. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think so. Anyway. Anyway, there is no Holy Grail. If you're still listening there to is this, no, if you're still there, listening. Is no, there is no answer apart from 
the ones within yourself. So just slow down and breathe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no such thing as a quick fix. No. Everything has its price. And the more value you want from something, the more you have to pay for it. Mm. That is just something that is actually has always been the case in everything that humankind has ever done. And, but don't uh, listen to us. Don't listen to don't us. Don't listen to us. Go find out for yourself. <laughs> See if you can find the difference between a quick fix and something that's actually worthwhile doing. Mm. Okay. Well, that was episode 39. Good. Good. Thanks for listening, <laughs> if you have been. And until next time. Goodbye. Oh, we never Goodbye. even introduced ourselves. How about that? We're so complacent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and narcissistic. Everybody knows who we are, right? Everyone knows who we are. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Okay. So thank you for listening and goodbye.